world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, June 17th, and we now have a better idea of what life inside the NBA bubble is going to be like. I'm Jay Skeets, and joining us on our very own anonymous hotline, Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tass. We also got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Last but not least, making this magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are yesterday. The NBA sent all of its players a health and safety manual ahead of the resumption of the 2019-20 season at Disney World. This thing is apparently a damn book. And our boy Shams had it first up on The Athletic. According to the memo, movie nights, DJ sets, and lawn games will be a part of the NBA's return to play. I hope that includes spike ball. The league presented its most significant set of details to date, outlining the 35-person traveling parties, quarantine scenarios, COVID-19 testing, and accommodation assignments. The NBA also pledged to make social justice work a priority, so that's great to hear, and we'll see what they have in store for that. So, guys, trying to keep up with the specific details that were being tweeted out last night by different NBA reporters was sort of next to impossible. It was also high comedy because each tweet got wilder and wilder uh, the more we learned. I won't go through everything, but, you know, we had people tweeting that players are going to have the option to wear a proximity alarm. And then anyone who tests positive for the virus must immediately enter isolation housing. And ball boys will have to wear masks. Referees won't. And there's going to be a magic band, whatever the hell that is. And you can't bring your dog. And no doubles in ping pong. It went on and on and on. So... A lot to unpack here, but Tass, what was your biggest takeaway from all the tweets you saw and the deep dive I'm sure that you did with this memo? Yeah, I was not getting any sleep last night in bed, <laughs> just flicking Twitter up and up and up and, and waiting to see what came next. Yep. Flicking the there, twits. <laughs> who's flicking the twits? Uh, there's, there's definitely a lot of groups of people we have to worry about. The families coming in, the employees at Disney, yeah. the coaching staff and employees for the teams. But I, I want to start with the players because I was worried that they were going to leave the bubble. But they ain't leaving that bubble. I, I think it's just too fun in that bubble. And not to be sort of glib here because there's things to worry about as far as people contracting the virus. But I was worried that players were going to leave the bu- uh, bubble to get their haircuts. There's right. barbers there. Not yeah. just barbers. There's manicurists, pedicurists. You get your feet done. You get your hands done. Uh, A lot I, of hairy I, backs, though, Tass. No <laughs> back waxers on the list. <laughs> no, no waxing. Uh, but I think... The players have everything they need inside there. I think that's being accommodated pretty well. And and Shams laid out that there can be punishments if you decide to leave. Failure to comply will result in warning, fine, suspension, and or removal from the campus. So this is all very serious. And I think from that party, uh, we can get into the other groups here, um, but they really have, number one, no reason to leave. Number two, I think... I think for all of us, uh, it makes life easier when you have these sort of benchmarks, things to look forward to. So they get to their cities, they get to look forward to Orlando when they get there and a quarantine period and getting out of that quarantine period, which is probably a couple days in their hotel room. Then they get to see their teammates on the on the practice floor. Then they get to see the other uh, teams in their hotel. We'll talk about those hotels mm-hmm. that all separate teams are in. But I think there's these sort of little benchmarks 
then their families come if they advance past right, the first round. That kind of saying. helped them yeah. mentally. Uh, and so I think to start, the players, it was a worry. And you said the hotline there off, off the top skeets. You can call on a player. You can snitch on him if you want, if he does leave the bubble. But I, I don't see them leaving the bubble. This is all being taken very seriously. Oh, I can see, though, come playoff time, someone trying to set up one of the opponents and say, hey, uh, listen, why don't you just go outside and grab the pizza for me? They go outside, and then someone calls Adam Silver and says, hey, look, Giannis just went outside the bubble. Get rid of him. He's done for the playoffs. And he's, uh, and he's not allowed back in. You know, that's how uh, they might work against each other like that. But uh, really, the, uh, the, 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 the thing that sort of sticks out to me, though, is that, you know, they're, they're trying to enforce the social distancing and people should be wearing masks except for when they're working out. So to me, it doesn't really, there's not a whole lot of point in, um, in enforcing that on the players if then they're going out and they're going to be sweating all over and, and banging into each other anyway. You know, like if they're going to be that close to each other to then say, well, when they're not practicing, they have to maintain that social distancing. I think, I don't think that's really going to make any difference, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, people immediately are like, why in the hell can't they play doubles in ping pong, but they can yeah. play five on five, <laughs> exactly. you know, competitive yeah. basketball. That part is a little strange, yeah. Prior to the memo coming out, a Western Conference exec had told Tom Haberstrow that this isn't a bubble, this is a mesh hat. And I would say that, Furthermore, this is a trucker hat because it's got a real eye-catching design up front. Oh. And, you know, most trucker hats, the front of it is very big. This is a very big memo. But in the back, there are definitely a lot of holes. You know, we don't know uh, if the barbers, if the manicurists, the pedicurists are part of the bubble. We know that some Disney employees will be able to leave the bubble mm-hmm. and come back in. And there will be different levels of testing depending on that. It seems as if the NBA thought of everything. It definitely feels like there's a, wow, um, you know, they've thought enough to bring a whole bunch of packs of cards. That being said, the entire operation is a humongous risk, but I, I do think that they are doing their best to try and mitigate things while they're there. Just the fact they're there is the risky idea, though. Yeah, and uh, I saw Ziller write this morning, too. The manual does not describe what level of outbreak would lead to the NBA to shut down play, right? I mean, we, we know if someone tests positive where they're going to go, you know, the isolation housing, then they've got to, you know, come back negative two times in the span of, like, you know, outside of 24 hours, both of those tests. But, like, what does happen if there's a lot of guys on one team or teams or the hotel, this one particular hotel, this spreads and stuff like that? Yeah, they're, like, the NBA is just, like, despite all, like, uh coronavirus tests and and people testing positive soaring in the area over the last couple days and even i think just now before we jumped on here news of the orlando international airport um like over half of the workers tested positive of all their employees there like nba's just hoping hoping that they can get as many of these guys in there safe quarantine them and then yeah there's not too many people coming in from the outside world but there are I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be. They literally are saying that, that not all the employees are there, too, for yeah, the that's, entire that's, three months. Yeah, That's the worry. For me, uh, it's definitely the people who are working there. And when this plan started to, to be uh, mapped out, everything was pretty good in Orange County and Orlando as far as the cases went. But now you, you see outbreaks in, in areas all over the country where there's something happening in the county, then it just spreads everywhere. Now, in Orange County, like you said, Skeets, there are tons of cases. So uh, to me, the players, after they're quarantined, they are tested every day. Um, They will be watched. They are only going to be hanging out with each other. And 
and they shouldn't see Disney staff, apparently, the people who clean their rooms, the people right. who make their food. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that faction, you know, besides the teams, um, besides the families coming later, it's the Disney staff because according to the report, they will not be required to reside at the NBA campus and will not undergo testing but they'll be screened each day for temperature and for symptoms. And, and temperature isn't a good indicator. You can be asymptomatic. You don't have to have a fever to have it. But then Keith Smith, who was the first person to uh, come up with this Disney plan way back when, he, he tweeted, per a Walt Disney source, we may still have cast members who stay on property during the NBA stay. Those deals are still being finalized. So it's, it's, it's odd because it's still not completed and they should be wearing masks like like Trey said about the pedicurists and the manicurists two words I never ever said before Mm -hmm. uh, until today those people should be wearing masks and those people and the barbers will be the only ones I think you know of those Disney staff really coming in close contact with the players but if they're not staying on campus which is still unclear it's it doesn't really make sense. I mean, it's not really a sealed bubble. I, like, I'm okay with the players banging and all that because I think they are tested and, and yeah, the doubles thing is, is weird. Um, but that, that's my biggest concern out, out of reading all this, all this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Even in the memo, there is language that says a small or expected number of cases won't require a restart, which means that they are expecting cases. To pop mm-hmm. up at some point in this campus, it's just a matter of how many would actually cause the league to shut down the season again. We have no idea about that sort of information. You know, if it's um, kind of like an equivalent infection rate inside the campus as it is in Orange County, that could be up to 100 cases inside the bubble. That seems insane to me to yeah. think that there would be 100 cases and they would still be okay with it just because it kind of mirrors the outside. 10 cases seems like it would be a lot to me, but I don't know. Apparently they have... Uh, some sort of benchmark that they're going to follow, and probably it'll be a sliding scale as things continue for the next six weeks. The other thing uh, interesting is that um, player guests who arrive, if they choose to leave, then they're not allowed to return, which Mm -hmm. is kind of weird when you think that the workers do come and go kind of freely. Like, why, why would they restrict guests who have to leave maybe there's some sort of emergency they have to have to go for and then if they want to come back they can't that that seems a little bit odd to me because if you just do the same testing and the same protocol they should be allowed to return i think it's it's just it's just weird i think if you're going to put that rule in place for the for the player guests but not even for the own workers who are going to be coming in and out across maybe over the course of two or three months yeah i uh you know one of the takeaways from this that i'm fascinated to see um, how each team approaches is this travel party and this group of 35 people basically your franchise your organization can bring and that includes the players so we know that the teams must travel with at least one senior executive they have to have an athletic trainer a strength and conditioning coach an equipment manager and then a team security official and then teams must bring at least 13 players and up to a maximum of 17 and that can include two-way players But, again, of these 22 teams returning to play, they've got to submit their 35-people roster, if you want to call it that, to the NBA by July 1st. And it's like, wow, it's it's going to be almost sort of interesting in a weird way to see what's the mix, what's the right mix of number of players to coaches, to support staff, to the medical staff. Um, I'm fascinated by a lot of that because... You know, Sham says each team can include like a personal trainer and a massage therapist and more security, but like that cuts into your numbers. So you're bringing a personal trainer, a private personal trainer 
well, maybe you're you're dropping a coach or something, an assistant coach yeah. or something like that. So that's going to be wild because I kept thinking about this, like Doc Rivers, the whole win the weight uh, that they kept talking about during this suspension of play and, and these guys all being off. And we, if we win the weight, we can win the title. But now I want to twist that to win the Walt because <laughs> all of these weird health and safety protocols and what you can and can't do and all of this and who you can bring and and, and stuff like that, it's like, Who's going to, like, tackle this correctly? I, this mm-hmm. is very important, even down to, like, food options and stuff like that. It's like, who can win the Walt now um, yeah. to then maybe go on to win the title? It's crazy stuff. Yeah, I think you can outsmart other teams. <laughs> uh, it, maybe, yeah. M- Malika Andrews of ESPN uh, tweeted, you know, among those 35 employees that you're bringing as a team, the NBA suggested that you bring a mental health clinician or mm-hmm. at least be able to have access via telehealth just to have somebody to talk to uh, for, for stress and anxiety purposes. So, yeah, I think that's one up that they can have on uh, another team. And another thing is, uh, you know, I found this a little strange. All the food is going to be uh, created on site. It's going to be made on site. But at a player's own expense, a player is permitted to hire a personal chef located outside of the NBA campus to prepare and send food into the NBA campus. Yeah. Another advantage that you can have. Oh, uh you know, I, you don't have your, your regular chef. Let's say Kawhi doesn't have his regular chef if uh, if Doc Rivers isn't winning the Walt, but LeBron is. Advantage Lakers. <laughs> right. You know, that's, that's something we talked about, thing. Lee. We were talking about whether they would have their own personal yeah. chef there. So the answer is no, but sort of yes. Uh, yeah. they can, your personal chef can send in food. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, who's bringing that food in? That, you know, that person has to have to be. Yeah. Drones are dropping <laughs> exactly. them in. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, just, it just seems weird. I mean, look, there's, again, it's, it's hard for the NBA to get everything right because, uh, again, you know, they, they're trying to do the best they can. Um, but I guess they don't want to have to say to the employees, like, you have to stay in here as well, locked in here. You can go home to your families. I, I guess that's what they're trying to do to make it work. But uh, it just seems that, like, there's just a few little loopholes in here that will still increase the risk of someone who has the virus coming in almost undetected, maybe uh, asymptomatic, and being able to spread it before anyone has a chance to sort of uh, to, to detect it. That, that's, I think, the, the biggest concern here that... Um, you know, again, you talked already about the Orlando uh, airport having, uh, you know, half of the employees there already testing positive. Well, you know, what happens if that's uh, the family member of somebody who's working in the campus? They go home tonight. They didn't realize they had it. And then they, they go into the campus tomorrow without showing uh, any symptoms. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. They're hoping the testing catches it. But I, I yeah. think if we're all agreeing that it's not foolproof, right? Well, just even with the testing, I, I know Tass said earlier there that they're testing every day. But apparently they're not going to be tested every day. They're going to be tested regularly. Uh, so that might mean not necessarily every single day, and they've figured out a way to get remove that really nasty um, swab right up the nose. They've got other ways of doing it as well. So you hope that those tests are accurate enough as well, so that the players, um, you know, they're they're not showing false uh, positives or or the other way around. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's there's so many little things that could go wrong. But I guess uh, that the whole plan is to have as much of it covered as possibly and then deal with the consequences should something go wrong. Well, Trey, I wanted to ask you, you know, we, we see or we get a lot of the details, at least, of this over 100-page memo. And did it give you more confidence in this actually working or oddly less confidence? Because you're like, there is so many details that you're like, oh, yeah, that that could blow up in their face. I mean, I'm glad they thought about it, but, oh, yeah, that's a step that could go wrong. Like, more confidence or less confidence in now knowing what the whole safety protocol is? 
Um, I've honestly been going back and forth on it hmm. the entire time. It reminds me of when I was like, I don't know, I was probably 10 years old. My dad told us we were going to Wisconsin. We all got in the car and then he surprised us and said, we're going to Disney World. I'm like, wow, this is awesome, man. But shouldn't we tell our mom who thinks we're going to Wisconsin? You know, it's like, uh, it's a real catch-22 on are we doing the right thing or are we trying to have fun here? Because when you read all of the regulations that the players have and you know how it seems that they are basically treating this like NBA households, right? Like you can hang out with the people in your house. If yeah. you see your neighbors outside, you can say hello to them. Maybe eventually you'll be able to visit your friends outside. All of that makes sense to me because it's similar to how we are actually living in the world, but then when you consider the bigger picture of it, everybody coming in together, that's the part that really gives me pause for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and like, look, the truth is, like any you know big group of people, are you going to be able to trust everybody to actually follow these protocols? Like, like you were saying, like if you're going to meet your buddy from the other hotel, you got to sit outside. You know, you're not, you can't go into his room. There's like absolutely no <laughs> going into somebody else's room. Like. You buy that everybody's going to actually follow these rules because I don't. No freaking way. Yeah. No, that, that, how are they going to police that? I mean, and, and what, what is the risk anyway of doing that if, again, you're going to be spending so much time around the other guys doing all these other activities where, you know, apparently there's bowling and there's, uh, you know, and the, and the ping pong stuff. So if you're that close to me, well, what difference does it make if you go into somebody's room? Yeah, Lee, I wanted to ask you, let's say you put yourself in a in an NBA player's position. I know you like to do that. Um, <laughs> what do you think entertainment-wise? Okay, so we know that each hotel is going to have a players-only lounge with NBA players only, baby. TVs and arcade games <laughs> and ping-pong tables. And there's like outdoor space because these are like mm. resorts basically. So you got pool access and you can have spots where you can play cards. And there's fishing and golfing and bowling and boating and bike riding and running and all this stuff. And I think there's even like... Disney's Animal Kingdom and Disney's Wild Africa Trek are going to be accessible. Lee, mm. are you, if you're looking at just the pure entertainment of being there for three months, I mean, we go to Vegas and nearly die for two yeah. weeks, but what are your thoughts on uh, having enough to do? Like Tass was saying, Tass seems like, oh, you know, there's a lot there. You know, there's not a lot of reason you would have to leave outside of a family emergency. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, no, there is. I mean, why don't they make a little side event called the decathlon, NBA decathlon, and have everyone compete in these events? Ooh. And then, uh, yeah, then you can award someone else that uh, that champion at the end of it. But all these events you talk about, you know, like arcade games, I mean, they're highly contagious. Everyone's touching those uh, the, the joysticks and things like that. I hope there's go-karting down there because that's one of the safest... <laughs> social distancing sports you know you got your helmet on you got your, your your whole suit on and you're certainly not going to be in each other's face that'd be one to have but yeah i mean they they have to make sure that players have just got uh enough to distract themselves and and it certainly sounds like they're going to have fun but also the other thing is once your team is done you've got to leave basically the next day as well you're out of there so that is that is at least their way of trying to you know limit it but i think this comes back to having more teams rather than than less teams i think they should have sort of probably cut it off a little bit earlier but uh yeah i mean so like uh normal tourists though won't be there i'm guessing is that being made clear i well, think that's the opposite ahead. i think that disney world is going to be opening yeah. pretty soon and they're even going to be having guests in the grand floridian by the time that the nba arrives well let's see that seems that just seems crazy that they'll, they'll unless there's somehow the people are going to be tested as well every day. 
You know, I mean, because how are you gonna how are you gonna prevent anybody? Like someone's gonna see see LeBron and go up and want to get a selfie and want to get close to him and an autograph. You know, normal sort of things that people do if they if they're all of a sudden in this uh, hotel and they see tons and tons of star NBA players. That's gonna create an atmosphere that uh, the NBA would you would think would want to avoid at all costs. Yeah, I, look, I don't think. Uh... I don't think Joe Schmo is going to be in the same hotel at the time the NBA is in that hotel. I mean, there's, I mean, there will be employees, so I'm sure there are employees yeah. that are going to be just as psyched to see LeBron James and yeah, and try and run up on him. But I guess the idea is like someone calls the hotline and that guy's fired or she's fired the next day. I don't know. <laughs> like seriously, they're going to have to follow these rules, um, yeah. or it's all for naught. And I'm with you, Skeets. It's hard to actually trust an entire group of 1,600 people to follow the rules. A hundred percent. But I think that, I mean, that is why that they have all of these amenities at Disney World, right? So that there's less of a reason to leave. Plus they have the threat of the this will suck rule. If you do leave the bubble, you're getting the long swab up your nose. They're basically using that as punishment. They're like, we're going to stick something into your brain if you leave this bubble. And then we're going to quarantine you for two weeks. And we're also going to dock you pay for missing games. They're doing things uh, to disincentivize people to leave the bubble. Which, uh, you know, I guess is probably as much as they actually can do. All right, we got to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, but we'll be right back after this. As you guys know, I recently bought a new house, which means I've been moving ever so slowly from my apartment to my new house. And that's been great, except for the actual moving part. Um, I lived on a third-story walk-up. So there's been a lot of up and downs, a lot of stairs, a lot of sweat, a lot of stank. And it's gotten bad, especially when you consider this weird, gnarly quarantine beard I've got going. I've just smelt gross. And my wife has noticed those car rides from the apartment to the house. They haven't been great. You know, windows down, sure. Even though it's blazing hot here in Georgia, should have the air conditioning on, but I stink. Or I did. Till I got my Hawthorne goods. Guys, this stuff's amazing. You take a quick two-minute quiz, and Hawthorne tells you the type of products you need. The deodorant, the shampoo, the body wash, the cologne. It's personalized to make you smell good. And this stuff works. My wife is loving it. I smell like a peppermint stick. It's a beautiful smell. I'm a big fan of this. So go to Hawthorne at hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E at the end and .co, not .com. Hawthorne.co and use the promo code NODUNKS to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co and use the promo code NODUNKS to get 10% off your first purchase. Hawthorne.co so you can smell like a peppermint stick and you can go up and down the stairs and not be all gross. Heck, you wear this stuff, you'll probably buy a house like me. People have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Basically, a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want treatment ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor licensed in your state, all from the comfort of home. Roman makes it convenient to get the treatment you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. And if the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. 
You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime you have questions or want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So if you're struggling with ED, go to getroman.com slash nodunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash nodunks for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Need help chilling out, decompressing, or just relaxing? Well, maybe Sunday Scaries are for you. They are specially formulated CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that are super consumable and easy to take on the go. And here's the best part. It doesn't even have to be Sunday, nor do you have to be scared to take them. You know how I know? Because nobody knows what day it is right now, and you want to know what's scary? Try writing a book about yourself, my friend. Also, if you try Sunday Scaries right now, you'll be contributing to a good cause because Sunday Scaries recently launched Cabin Scaries to promote social distancing and responsible isolation. A portion of sales will be donated to BEAP, Bartender Emergency Assistance Program, to help displaced hospitality workers. Get 25% off your first order with code NODUNKS at sundayscaries.com. That's 25% off your first order at sundayscaries.com and enter code NODUNKS, where it asks for a coupon on the checkout page. Find out what product might be best for you, so go to sundayscaries.com and use code NODUNKS. Tass, uh, there's a, an interesting wrinkle to our, to our team, the Toronto Raptors. Um, I don't know if it's an advantage or a disadvantage, so I'm interested to hear your take. They're going to be the lone NBA team when these phases kick off here that is going to travel to Florida for training camp in phase one. Um, obviously, having being in Canada and having their own set of rules and stuff like that, they want to eliminate extra quarantining and all that and traveling across the border. So they're going straight to Florida in phase one, um, sort of ahead of all the other teams. Good or bad? I don't know. Uh, any opinion on that? Probably bad. Uh, probably uh, just being there for a longer period of time. Yeah, I, yeah. I know there's... Lots of amenities and lots of stuff to do, but uh, I'm sure it'll wear on guys from being there from, you know, sort of late July or late June, I should say, until the games really get started five weeks later. Um, and then the playoffs start two and a half weeks after that. So yeah. it's a long time. Uh, and then and then your family won't be there until, you know, you'd probably be there two months without your family um, because I'm assuming the Toronto Raptors make the second round of the playoffs when the families arrive. I say it's not a good thing. Yeah, I, I'm sort of with you on that too. The more you've got to be there, the worse it probably is. But on the other hand, maybe you get like a oddly a bit of a jump start on on conditioning and and sort of working out. But I yeah. guess the other teams will be doing that anyway, just in their own sort of facilities. So get the best PlayStation, really get the best uh, <laughs> hotel room potentially, steal a, a chair Base from. Beds. Yeah, apparently they're getting king size beds brought in there. That shouldn't be a problem. Uh, yeah, go go take something from somebody else's hotel room that you need, like a better desk area. Uh, maybe your outlet doesn't work in your room. Got to figure something out. Uh, yeah, so it's an advantage there, but yeah, I, I, I thought I, I thought the same thing, Skeets, and I was like, yeah. eh, more time, probably not as good. Yeah, probably not. I mean, this really is like the longest. AAU trip of all time for these guys. Like they're going back in time here to when they're playing the AAU ball and doing these tournaments. That's really what it's turning into. Um, and like, I, I want to say this without coming off offensive because I understand how detailed this had to be. And you want to err on the side of caution. I get all that before I say this, but it was almost, and I wonder how NBA players feel, almost embarrassing 
reading some of this um and maybe i'm alone in having this opinion just in how like i don't know like with all that's going on in the world uh, that we're literally getting into this minutia of like well don't worry the cards will be thrown out don't worry you're, well, you might be able to bring in a comedian for some like, like just of course like just pamper to the nth degree and that's fine i mean you're asking them to be there for a long time i get it but am i alone in that thinking there was like it was sort of like i guess it was a little icky <laughs> just in the in like wow wow they are they are bending over backwards to make this uh to make money basically for everybody i get it but i don't know maybe i'm alone mm. well i think either either you either you do the whole memo and you do it detailed like this or you just don't do it at all you don't show yeah, up at I all guess. so i can see why there's a hell of a lot more important things going on in the world and you can look at it that way like who the hell cares if um you know Kyrie irving has another deck of cards to play with uh but at the same time they definitely would have been ridiculed if it wasn't detailed and uh, mm -hmm. i am interested to see what is talking about the social justice issues how they collaborate the nba and the mbpa to sure. do as much as they possibly can to make that um, a, a top priority when they get down there because mm -hmm. I, I think that's an ongoing conversation so that's uh, you know I'm, I'm okay with all the details to be honest i'd rather do it and, and i think as far as this like the last three months or have sort of been preparation for this upcoming next few months and that players were outside and not hanging inside with with people so i i think that 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 sort of stuff is wearing masks and all that is just good prep for them and i think uh you know all these all these people who will be wearing masks uh, let's actually just go through quickly ben gulliver listed yeah everyone who will or won't have to wear masks each like during the game yeah during the game, that's right, yeah. Each team's first row do not have to wear masks, players or coaches. Second row, so other players and coaches, guys who are, are sitting out, yeah, you have to wear masks. Trainers have to wear masks. Referees, no. Scores table, yes. Ball boys, yes. Statistician, PA announcer, no. Other team staff, your towel man, yes. Cameraman, yes. Arena staff, yes. Media guests and owners, yes. And actually, we didn't talk about players can go visit and attend other guys or other teams' games. Mm -hmm. Strange, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. Didn't see that coming. Which LeBron can go scout. Could be fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are actually excited about that idea. Like, from a you know an entertainment television uh, broadcast, it'd be pretty crazy to see, yeah, Giannis is playing um, whoever in the first round, and LeBron's just sitting there staring, you know, scowling at him. I mean, you know they're going to those shots if he's there, for crying out loud. Even if he does have a mask on, you'll still, uh, you know, everything is said through the eyes, says Lee. So, uh, um, yeah, no, I was that, surprised I mean, to see that there's even a PA announcer for mm. this. Uh, what, what are they announcing? Yeah. Um, Two I minutes also... remaining in a quarter? I mean, I suppose that's the most important thing. Otherwise, it's subs and... You know, we're going to notice who's coming into the games. Yeah, I know. I don't know. The game, yeah, the whole game itself is going to just be fascinating with all of these, the masks on a lot of these players and or on people not playing, excuse me, and just being there and how many will be there. And yeah, will these other teams be in attendance watching and scouting like Taz said? How serious do they take it? Uh, who knows? Um, JD, got to get your opinion on this. Again, from Keith Smith, who is all over this and was the first really to... Uh, even predict or throw out the idea of going to Disney World. Report 
JD, Disney will make movies available for players and their families once they join. This is likely to include movies that have not been released to the general public, including Marvel's Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. What do, you th- what do you think? Oh, I need to get in that bubble. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that movie. It looks awesome. Really? Yeah. That's, that That's Scarlet, right? I, yeah. Scar- um, uh, uh, Scarlet Johansson, uh, Black Widow. Uh, and it's got uh, um, the Stranger Things guy, David Harbour. Is oh. that his name? David Harbour? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, okay. I saw him uh, at a sushi place once here in Atlanta. Oh, oh there yeah. you go. And then he disappeared. Have I told this story? No. <laughs> like, it was so weird. Uh, Nora and I, Nora, of course, spots him. Um, and I'm brutal at that. She's like, I'm pretty sure that's the guy from Stranger Things. And I think they shoot a lot of it down here in Atlanta. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's him. That's him. He's just sitting by himself at the sushi bar. And he's sort of like, there's no way he can leave the place without going by us. And not that we were, I wasn't going to save him. I'm not going to ask for a photo. I don't care that much. Um, but we're like getting up. We like, we're there for a while. He hasn't left. I'm like, oh, okay, just like sort of pop my head back in there because he sort of just tucked around the corner. He was gone. Hmm. He somehow vanished. Where were you? Uh, MF Sushi. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Mm. There's yeah, only but... one way in and out. Although they, they do have a patio door there. So you, I guess yeah, you could Yeah, that's escape. true. I, that's true. Maybe he did sneak wow. out there. Or maybe he went into the upside down world or something like that. <laughs> Has anyway, spotted? So okay. Perhaps the Demogorgon got him. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, okay, you're excited about this uh, movie report here. Well, I'm very excited about it, but it really... I'm not going to try to get into that bubble and leave my family for three months. <laughs> you don't want to see it that To bad. see a Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah, but JD, remember, you can go and then leave. You don't have to stay That's the true. whole time. So I, maybe you... I feel like I, uh, I would have to stay, though. I, I, it mm. would just... I would be obligated. <laughs> oh, Can you imagine if I went and the, the, the rest of you guys didn't go? That'd be crazy. Uh, Lee, we also, yeah. again, this one from Keith Smith, that from his sources, his Disney World sources. Now, is it goofy? I'm not sure. I don't know who's, uh, who's uh, giving all this stuff to Keith. Outside entertainment might maybe brought in to this stuff too, into the campus. Um, now, those details are still being negotiated, but this could include bands, DJs, and comedians so, I'm just wondering, Lee, if you were in charge of entertainment, mm. uh, which band are you bringing in? <laughs> like you've got the you've got uh, the third Wednesday, you get to book it. Who's coming in, man? Well, uh, I'm going with the Red Hot Chili Peppers because you know Flea, <laughs> you know Flea would absolutely love to be down there. He might even be there anyway. <laughs> he might be there. He's a big basketball fan, a big Lakers yeah. fan. Have a sock uh, dangling off his exactly, penis, walking yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Anthony Kiedis, uh, yeah, I saw him at the finals last year. So you know they're, they're big basketball fans. You okay. know they're going to put on a show. Um, I wonder how many basketball fans are Red Hot Chili Peppers fans? Hmm. Like NBA yeah. players? Yeah. I can't yeah. imagine it's that high. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah. We know what percentage. Yeah, it's officially it's probably a lot more music. in 1996 yeah. than 2020, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I think okay. I think Flea would be good. You know, they put on a good show. I just I, my pro- problem with them is they just don't interact with the crowd all that much. But maybe it'll be different when they're surrounded by NBA players. You know, it's a bit closer, perhaps. But yeah, <laughs> would they have to wear a mask? I guess not. I guess not. If a you're sock, on stage. they'd have to put a, a sock, sock on their yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can make a mask out of a sock. I saw a hack. Yeah, that's on right. Yeah. I do wonder if uh, the entertainment will also be held to the Disney standard, right? It's a very um, family-friendly fa- place. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe an adult comedian isn't allowed in Disney. I imagine they'll make exceptions for the NBA. 
Yeah, we will see. The other thing that's interesting from all of this, just sort of going back to the to the geeky basketball numbers, is that we're hearing reports that the the NBA and maybe even Players Association they want to allow players potentially that are in line for a max contract extension um, to sign that deal prior to the resumption of the season uh, versus having to wait for the offseason. We're talking like guys like Bam and Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum, like these guys that are in line for these big, big max contracts. Um, and and maybe the idea that they sign them in advance. Taz, you think that's a good idea? Um, so they don't risk, you know, of course, being injured in this restarting like Mitchell had talked about and then possibly blowing a huge payday? Yeah, I hadn't heard that, but yeah, I guess it is yeah. a good idea. Why the heck not? Especially for those, man, you mentioned those three. Those are three guys who are going to get max deals. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really for those obvious max guys. Lee, you agree with that? Like, why not, really? Yeah, 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 certainly for the players. I mean, uh, they don't want to have any any possible risk that they uh, blow out a knee or something and that just gets put on hold. I wonder, though, if the teams and the owners will go for that, though, because... For the opposite reason. I mean, they, they maybe don't want to have to commit that money now uh, to see how it goes. I mean, it's, it's yeah, I don't know, I don't know what, the, what the right solution would be for that because that's kind of changing a rule, certainly to suit the players. It gives them more of a benefit than it does the owners, unless you're the owner and you want to lock up your guy for sure. But of course, but of course, then they're all on restricted free agency. Those guys, anyway. So they're not right. really, they're not really free agents in that sense. So uh, yeah, an interesting little wrinkle there. I mean, that's one thing that is going to be fascinating to see just what next year's salary cap is anyway. You know, I mean, when you think about what happened at the start of the season with the China stuff, uh, and now all the um, income they've missed out from the remainder of this season, I mean. It could be $70 million next year, the cap. Who knows? I mean, based on uh, basketball-related re- income, I mean, it's um, that, that's a, that's going to be incredible to see how they figure that out and just how it looks for the next next couple of seasons going forward. I think those three guys you mentioned, though, even if they get injured, they're still signing max contracts yeah, anyway. it's possible. Right? Being, it's it's being like Kevin Durant. And stuff like that, yeah. yeah. Um, JD, there are reports, interested to get your take on this one too, that um, be it outside parties maybe espn themselves the nba whatever thinking of like sort of recording this you know documenting this mm. um bubble ball i was tweeting uh, calling it uh last night on twitter yeah, the 30 for 30 bubble ball um what do you, you think that's a no-brainer like just this i can call it an experiment if you will and and just having you know, just the cast of characters that are in the nba as it is um being now all put around each other in a, this very weird sort of ponderosa like atmosphere yeah. uh to bring it back to survivor that you, they should be doing that you think even 100%. if it means bringing in other people to record that yeah absolutely i mean what a, a again it's a, a once in a lifetime opportunity to have as you say, bubble ball, and take it one step further. If the Red Hot Chili Peppers do show up, you know, that's an intimate con- concert event that I would watch on, <laughs> on Netflix. If Dave Chappelle comes in to do an in- intimate, yeah. like, little uh, set uh, one night in the nightclub, it's like it's like putting everybody on a cruise ship, you know? Like, yeah. and, uh, and just seeing all the interaction, and uh, yeah, 100%. It would be a blown opportunity if they didn't do that. Yeah, I think they'll they'll definitely be doing that. The money that they'll try and just recoup on that alone, um, yeah, is a, is a no brainer. Yeah, I think there'll be some serious Instagram lives from players as well. <laughs> just, you know, oh, definitely. Just, yeah, pure, yeah, for sure. Some for point sure, of view just, ping pong going on. 
You know, <laughs> this is a massive uh, marketing undertaking, though, for Disney as well. Uh, like you guys are saying, they are going to be documenting it somehow. No surprise. I would imagine that it won't just be Disney. There will probably be several documentaries that come out of this. But they are also hoping uh, that this goes so well that the NBA will want to host future events at Disney as well, including a play-in tournament, including, uh, you know, they would do it for other sports as well, perhaps MLS, WNBA, those sort of things. Uh, D- Disney is is getting a lot out of this happening. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> well, it's even this. crazy that it's like that they want to turn over the hotel rooms that the teams who are eliminated from the season, they want to turn those over so that paying guests are able to be in there, which is why the players actually have to pay for their guest hotel rooms. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look how many times we've just said Disney in this podcast oh, alone. I'm bleeping <laughs> like, all of them. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. They're not paying us. Yeah, we're not seeing that Mickey money. Um, but, yep, yeah, we will see here again. I don't, let's hear from you guys, uh, you listeners out there, after uh, getting a lot of these details from this memo. Do you have more confidence in this working? Less confidence? Is this in pure insanity now uh, <laughs> after getting all this? Is this smart? Hey, you got to go through every little detail, every possibility of things happening. Um, they answered some of Henry Abbott's questions, not all of them, but you know some, of course. You can see why this took so long. I, mm. I will, uh, I'll, I'll give the NBA, I'll give the league credit for that. You know, we were like, where are, where is this? Come on, where you got to get on this? Like, what are the safety protocols? Well, holy crap, you know they're going this, this detailed. No wonder it took this long to eventually see something. I mean, wild stuff. I, I'm, I'm also like intrigued about these uh, basketball problematic activities that they've talked about like no spitting and licking your hands and wiping the ball with their jerseys and stuff like that how they like you just get a warning and then the second time hey Serge stop grabbing the ball and talking to it and licking it or whatever you do like that's a tech you know like will they have to get that extreme with this stuff because that stuff is just second nature for athletes too like okay maybe not spitting that one's always been weird to me spitting on a basketball floor but you know licking your hands or whatever wiping your hands on, of course, your face and around that. That's just what you do because you're mm-hmm. <laughs> you're playing sports. That's I don't know how they take that out of just their day to day basketball playing, but maybe they get maybe they get warned or something. Who knows, guys? I Anything? do feel like you're gonna see a lot of that on Twitter though, because you know people will break down how many steps a guy took on a fast break layup. I'm sure we're gonna see super cuts of you know. We did it for the starters back in the day. Hito Turkoglu licking his hands a thousand yeah. times during a game. We're going to see super cuts of that. Yeah. And then it'll be like, how come nobody called the hotline on this guy? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's exactly. Anything else, uh, Tass, that you wanted to uh, address here from this memo? I think we got to Hold on. Let me check. Page 99, paragraph 2, section 3. Uh, no, I, I, I think we covered everything. I think the, yeah, the worries are... Disney employees coming in and out who, who, again, they'll be wearing masks. Um, but if the surrounding areas got a lot of positive tests happening, which, again, when they started playing this, it wasn't happening. But Florida cases on the rise greatly and especially mm-hmm. in this area. So that's a big worry. And and I think the, the guests coming in, I don't think we mentioned that they have to come in. The players' guests have to come in, self-quarantine for three days get tested and are, are hanging out um, sort of isolated on the NBA campus. And I, I think they, they did pretty well there uh, with, with the guests, but uh, yeah, I, I like the laying out of all the rules. So you don't break those, those rules, but I think as there's more pressure probably applied the next six weeks, I think we'll see more and more Disney employees have to 
hang out on the property uh, mm-hmm. for as long as possible. Um, and, and we go from there. But I think those people as well uh, have been, I'm, I'm sure, you know, if they're working in some capacity at Disney, I know that they've been closed, but they ha- also have been going, undergoing those protocols. I think this, even those, these three months have helped, you know, build a bit of a trial period. But the really worrisome part is everything exploding around in terms of contractions. So that's, uh, that's scary. And it's, it's still six weeks away, but also they'll be down there in a few weeks. Yeah, no, for sure. A lot of thought and effort obviously has been put into the safety protocols for this. As you guys are saying, this is a massive document with a whole bunch of details. I hope that the next time uh, we get an update from the league, it's a similarly detailed memo for how they do plan to bring attention and sustained action to issues of social injustice, which they mentioned in the memo. Avery Bradley told Malika Andrews, we don't need to say more. We need to find a way to achieve more. Protesting during an anthem, wearing t-shirts is great, but we need to see real actions being put into works. Um, you know, the the social justice movement in the NBA has been around for, for decades, obviously, but after the Kyrie Irving call of last week, it's certainly been in the forefront of people's minds. So hopefully they're able to give the same thought and consideration to how the players, the league, the governors can raise money, can start some sort of fund, can actually be dedicated uh, to combating systemic racism. Hopefully we see a similar memo um, in the future before the, the teams actually make their way to Orlando. Yeah, absolutely. I hope we see that. All right, well, later today, Trey is going to talk to Disney expert Carly Wiesel. Um, A lot more questions about this bubble idea at Disney World, and she seems like the perfect person to get some answers from. She is a Disney expert. I was checking out her website last night, and I was like, my God, I thought I knew a lot about the NBA. This person knows (laughs) 10,000 times more about Disney than I'll ever know about the NBA. So Carly will be on with Trey one-on-one, you know, getting to the bottom of questions like, have they done this before Disney World, like similar large events? And what are the scouting reports for each of those hotels? Because there's three of them. And why does Robin Lopez want to be in the yacht club? You know, and all this. So that should be fun. So Yeah, she keep... apparently ate a $15,000 meal at Disney World. So maybe we'll be able to get into the luxury aspects oh of things. Wow. You know, this is not going to be the standard Disney experience for a bunch of millionaires. Right. So right, they're getting right, the right. upgraded levels. All right. Well, that's coming out later today here on Wednesday. So keep your eyes and your ears out for that one in our No Dunks podcast feed. One-on-one with Disney expert Carly Wiesel. Tomorrow, we, we pushed it back a day, obviously. We usually do it on Wednesday. But we'll hit the beach tomorrow. Thursday, we're hitting the beach. So you still have a little bit more time to get your questions and your comments in. Maybe you got some about what we just talked about here with this health and safety memo that the NBA released yesterday. And then on Friday, I, I, I'm almost... I'm hesitant to say it, but we are going to get to this fun squad episode we have in mind. <laughs> All right. We are going to finally record and release this squad episode. That's the plan, at least for Friday, but who knows? This is going to be right the now. new bank robbery, Jones. Yeah, I know. I know. Look, Friday, I think, is the 100th day of the NBA shutdown in response to the coronavirus outbreak. Wow. So, uh, you know what? We'll have to bump the squad and do something special for the 100. Yeah, we'll rank every day, one through 100 yeah. since then. Yeah, so the podcasts are coming fast and furious. Get your questions in nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter at nodunksinc. Same goes for Instagram. And, uh, well, no, I don't want to hear Garth right now, but you know we're on Facebook. All right, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome.
Thanks for joining us. And remember, Raptors fans, don't even think about calling Yanis Tetokounmpo's room at the Grand Destino Room 421 to wake him up every single day. Embrace the day, people. You could stay.